Thanks for tuning in, man. You can follow us on Instagram at the Head to Head Podcast, on Twitter at Mono Head to Head, on YouTube, Mono the Head to Head Podcast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Mono the Head to Head Podcast. Once again, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Season one, episode one, man. Welcome to the Mo and O Head to Head podcast, man. I'm O. And I'm Mo. You know what I'm saying? We're here, man. We're trying to change the podcast game up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give it to you. How, you know, somebody who didn't make it big and what they dreamt of doing. You know, like, what are we doing in today's age? What are we doing now? And stuff like that. You know, some of us don't make it to the big stage. And we have to we have to transition back to an average regular civilian. You know that's a big transition. So that's what we came here to talk about. Most definitely, bro. Hey, bro. Hey. So we're gonna do some intros, man. We're gonna introduce ourselves. You know our backgrounds real quick. We're gonna start off with Mo, man. Tell me your story, man. Where you from, man? How you grew up? Where you played your ball at? You know what you're doing now? What are your aspirations for the future, man? For sure, for sure, man. You know, born and raised, uh, born in Orlando, Florida, raised in Kissimmee, Florida. I uh, went to Liberty High School right then in Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Florida, right outside of Point Center, uh, Florida. Um, shoot, played all four years there. Went to the University of Pikeville, you know, University U Pike Bears, you know, NAI, playing the Mid-South Conference. Um, played all four years. Uh, actually, I take that back. I didn't play my junior year, tore my ACL, MCL, LCL that year. But came back and played my senior year. You know, had some battle wounds. But shoot, after that, I knew I knew ball wasn't gonna. You no, know, I'm NAIA. I'm only I was what a six foot six one, two two sixty five when I first came to college. About three twenty when I left. Like you know, so I knew I wasn't going to the league. I wasn't gonna go on nobody's big time team. So shoot, I went back home. Got into the coaching game, started started out at Liberty High School, uh, ended up coaching there for four years. You know, in my final year, shoot, I was I was the next man in line, basically. I was I was the next guy to be the next head coach. Um I was basically the offensive coordinator. You know, I helped put together the the whole offensive staff and some of the defensive staff that year. You know, it was a very successful so year, year. That was the best yeah. That was the most successful year in that high school's career. Um, we went nine and two that year. Had the best offense in in what all of Central Florida. Wow. Yep. And that's what me and old. And we were top of the state. We old, was, yep. We was top of the state. That's when our paths had crossed. You know, um, me and him, we helped coach the offensive line together. You know, and um, and he was the head JV coach that year. Yeah, that's when I found out he was a crazy dude, man. But. I knew I knew he was a soldier. I knew he was a rider. But um, yeah. After 
after there, jumped into the college coaching career. You know, that was always that was always the goal. That was always the dream. Uh, college coaching. What a ride. You know, that's a whole episode in itself. If you guys trying to get into the college coaching career, that's a whole episode in itself. You know, that's a roller coaster, man. If you if you want to get into college coaching, be prepared to travel. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to pick up and go. Um I went I went from having a job in Rome, Georgia, about five hours away, to having one phone call, and then shoot, that job's gone. And I had to scramble, found another job in North Dakota. You know, Botno, North Dakota. Uh, I was coaching at the JUCO, Dakota College at Botno. Um, spent the season there. When I say you've never experienced cold until you've been to North Dakota, yeah, I was 10 miles away from from uh, from Canada, Saskatchewan. So, yeah, I was up there, oh, man. Cold as hell, boy. Um, cold as hell, oh, boy. Yeah. Yes, sir. The, the coldest, the last day I left, it was negative 50 degrees. It was, it was, um, it was negative 30, but with the wind temperature and with the wind added into it, the wind chill, it added another negative 22. So, it, yeah, it was a negative 20 wind chill, man. So, it made yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So, you, you, so, when you watch the news, right, I remember, you know, I say my first year of school was in uh, North Dakota. They say, uh, cover your eyes yeah. if you go outside because your eyes will freeze. That's how cold it gets. Yeah, up. the goggle warnings. The goggle yeah. warnings. I remember you told me to watch out for that, and I was like, man, that ain't the, that ain't the true thing. But sure enough, yep, we had goggle advisories and stuff like that, and it was crazy. Um, North Dakota was wild, you know. Uh, I got there first week. I was just the O-line coach. Shoot, by week three, we was the youngest coaching staff in all of college coaching, to be honest with you. It was me, my it was myself, um, another coach from South Carolina, young guy, he's a great guy. He ended up being the defensive coordinator. And when he left there, he ended up at Gardner Webb. So I think he yeah, he's at a he's at a high school coach now. He's the head high school coach, so he's doing pretty good right now down in South Carolina. But um he was the defensive coordinator. He was 25. I was 26, and it was just the head coach. And he was a little older, but at one point, I was the offensive coordinator. Uh, my friend was the defensive coordinator, and then we had the head coach. Yeah, so it was just us three for a whole team. And yeah, that was a little. That was a JUCO program. That was a six hundred kids in a JUCO program. Yeah, JUCO is JUCO is different. Juco, you got to be different with Juco, man. I, I tip my hat to all the Juco players. You know, I never was a Juco player. I never went Juco. But, you know, just coaching at that level, it was something It was something to experience. You know, I have a new Trenching, respect for Juco players. You know, that, yeah, they Trenching. go through a lot, man. That's that's a, that's the love of football right there. But, um, yeah, from there, from North Dakota, I ended up back in my alma mater and up back at U-Pike. Um, I was a graduate assistant here for about half half a uh, half a year, about six months. And then good old COVID ran in, man. Everybody ran into COVID, and that's when I had to really call my coach career a quits or put it on pause because I had to come into some real money. Had to had to you know. And that's another thing. Coach career is hard. You no, know, yeah. you don't get paid. <laughs> So there's you up there you on don't TV. Don't get paid when you start out. 
Yeah, you're not. If you're not on TV, you're not. Yeah. So, but then I got into admissions. So now I'm a recruiter. I recruit for the University of Pikeville. I recruit uh, Louisville, Lexington area of Kentucky, all of Northern Kentucky, and then all of the Southeast of the United States. So I recruit all athletes um, and just all students for real. That's my story. That's why I'm. That's how I ended up here. Uh, yeah, man. So we global out here. You what know, about you, man? What about your story, oh? All right, man. So originally, I was born, born in Orlando, Florida, you know, on the Palmer Hospital. Um, you know, parents are from the island, so they're crazy. You know, they split when I was around two or three. Uh, moved up to Pennsylvania with my mother. Uh, I was up there until seventh grade, moved back to Cocoa, Florida. Uh, did my high school days at Space Coast Junior Senior High School in Cocoa. As most likely Port St. John, you know, it's a little suburb out in Cocoa. Um, you know, had a had a decent high school career. Um, had, you know, I had a lot of injuries. Uh, sophomore year, uh, homecoming game, broke my left ankle. Uh, I think it was a fibula. Well, I could talk all day. Fibula was broken. Uh, had to get surgery on that one. So I had a plate, big nails right across the ankles to hold everything together. And then one day I'm in school. You know what I'm saying? You know, in Florida, it rained. It rained all the damn time. Crutch yeah, slipped on the floor in school. It rains almost every day. Shit. Goddamn. Fell on my damn bad leg. Had to get surgery again. Boom. Another setback. Uh, I want to say my sophomore year, I was 215 before injury. After I recovered, I got all the way up to 260. So the following year, junior year, you know, I was having a good season. Second to last game, you know, crucial game. Uh, second game. Second play of the game. Boom. Broke my other ankle. Same exact injury as the other ankle from my sophomore year. Had to get surgery. Thank God I didn't slip and break that one again. You know, smooth. A nice little recovery, but yeah. put on more weight. It was around 250, 260 junior year. Got up to about 285, 290. Uh, you know, you know, school, you know, senior year was a little tough. Um, a lot of weight. Trying to get adjusted to it. You know, as the season went on, it got better and right. better. Yeah. Um, stayed healthy. Thank God. Uh, Grades were bad, you know, missed a lot of school those couple years, and I was just acting a fool, being a dumb dumb kid, you know what I'm saying, being young and dumb, full to come. Wasn't full to come, wasn't like that in high school, excuse me. But, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> didn't, take my, didn't take my grades serious. Uh, when coaches say, take your freshman and sophomore year as serious as possible, those are the most critical years of high school. You start off slow, they it's hard to put it back up. So in Florida, we got this They're little test called the FCAT as well. We, you got, oh, you got this. The good old FCAT. Uh, if you're from Florida, you're from Florida and you grew up, you know, you're a 90s baby, you know what the FCAT is. I feel that shit every single year until my FCAT senior year. So I was putting, you know, in, in the studio. I didn't pass you know, it to my senior year also, man. It I was too back to my senior year also, man. Man, it's I got not like It's not like I was a bad student. The was tech, bro, it was student. teachers. Yeah. The, the teachers would tell yeah, you that the they teachers. failed. Yeah. They was failing too. They, they had to take the FCAT. They failed the FCAT too, right? So, uh, yep. with FCAT, you know, my grades weren't too great. Um, I had to do credit recovery to try to get the proper classes to get eligible for college. So, uh, back, I was, I was the, uh, they qualified for uh, D1. I was barely qualified D2, but I got qualified last minute. So, has, you know, I had some schools talk to me late. Um, Minot State offered me. Uh, they were going into their first year D2 at that time up in Minot, North Dakota. So, when Mo was talking about North Hello, Dakota, Minot I know about State. it. How about, listen. 10, 15, you know, miles from Canada. 
you know, negative 50 with the windshield. You know, I'm playing, you know, he's coaching, but I'm playing ball. You know, I got shoulder pads on, cold as hell, freshman <laughs> from Florida. Hey, hey, I would have I would have much rather been playing than coaching. Yeah. Coaching, I'm just standing there with a, yeah. maybe a jacket, a bubble jacket at most. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Quit, uh, quit side topic, man. It's hard being a coach. You standing around the whole damn time. That shit's hard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is very hard. That is it is hard. Knees locking up. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. You know, I got to, you know, take a back yeah, break, bend over, hard. stretch the back out. Man, exactly. but anyway, you know, fr- yep. freshman year assigned to Minot State. Um, me, you know, me and the coach didn't get along too well. Um, me just being more hard-headed than anything. Uh, one thing that kind of set me off was I was redshirted my freshman year. Head coach said I could have started if we passed the ball more, but, you know, he, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to sit me freshman year. You know, me being a Florida kid, I felt like I was better than, you know, than oh, that yeah, school. I got to <laughs> I got to You know what I'm saying? Yep, I got to come and shine. That that's yep. that was my mentality my freshman year. I got to come in and start, man. I got to exactly. come in and start. Exactly. Freshman year was a was a shit show, you know. Uh first semester was terrible. They're terrible academically. Uh fortunately my second semester, you know, I was able to have, you know, a solid, you know, Bs and Cs. Um, I had to set out a semester, I, so I transferred to a Fort Scott Community College in the spring of 2014 or 2015, I believe. 2014. So Fort Scott Community College is in Kansas, in JUCO. We have a uh, popular alumni like Levante David, JPP went there. So, you know, I was trying to get there. We had some dogs there, man. Uh, back then, they had the 20-man 20, uh, 20 out-of-state rule, so we had you had to be a dog to start there. Shoot, I didn't make the 20. Uh I was a child, you know, I switched over to D-line. I was a, actually a left tackle when I was in uh, Minot State, but I switched to D-line when I went to Fort Scott, being hard-headed. So, um, shoot, the guys that beat my spot out ended up signing to Florida State. My dog, Wally Ain, you know, probably get him on here one of these days. You know, I'm going to try to get him on this cast. Uh, Alexis Johnson yeah. with the Tennessee. Hey, you never know. We'll reach out. Really? You got my dog, uh, Crump, you know, St. Louis boy. He went to goddamn uh, Arizona State. So, shoot, them guys, they were out-of-state kids. They got oh. the spot. It is what it is. Made the best man win, but... Thank God, you know, I stick to the, you know, I kept on grinding. Uh, I practiced with the team. So I got an offer to Washburn University in uh, Topeka, Kansas. Transferred over there in 2015 to spring. And then finished out my career over there, man. Got done playing 2017. Uh, you know, had to, you know, improve each, each year I was there. Um, we went to two bowl games. I lost one. I won one my senior year. Got a nice little jury. Played a little bit of arena after. Uh, a little team called the Kansas City Phantoms. A little Midwest League. They don't exist no more, you know. The owners were a little wild over there. You know, they, they were actually some Florida boy doctors, you know what I'm saying? But they wasn't they wasn't throwing money to the yeah. team. You guys were getting they checks late. You know what I'm saying? Uh I'm getting I'm getting we getting down two hundred two hundred dollars a game, you know what I'm saying, to get jacked up playing ball, you know what I'm saying? So had to do. Yeah. So uh, I was I working mental health money, a little man. bit in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. I was working mental health a little bit in Kansas uh, after I graduated. Uh decided I wanted to get back home to Florida. So I moved down. I moved in with my pops out in Orlando. Uh, first job actually was moving. So I'm out there with a whole bunch of Spanish dudes. You know what I'm saying? My boricas, you know, we out there. I said that wrong. Anyway, What's up? we was What's out up? there just moving, you know, all over Orlando, whole bunch of hotels, whole bunch of apartments, moving stuff upstairs, four stories, five stories, tired. So after that, you know, try to use my degree. Uh, I want to start my coaching career at Liberty High School where I met my dog, Mo. Man, I never thought I'd shoot. I'm blessed to actually meet this man. Shoot, he's probably my long lost brother. You know, so we ain't blood, but shit, I wish we was. He's my long lost brother. He's my <laughs> goddamn twin. Same mindset, everything, man. Go get him. 
great year at Liberty that year. Um, every single day in the classroom I worked, we were a pair of professionals, you know what I'm saying? Same classroom, we worked together. So we're just, we're on the computer looking for the next opportunity. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, bro, you see this one? Go apply to it. Apply to this. Apply to that. Every day. Football yeah, yeah. scoop, man. Yeah, scoop. Yeah. You check the scoop. You check the scoop. I'm telling you. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on day. the scoop, man. If you, if, if you, yeah, if you're trying to become a college coach, you not you not you not on football scoop every day. You not you really don't want it. Yeah, you really don't. Want Real. It. You, we send so, out applications every single day. Every day, bro. Every day. I just thinking about every it, man. Every day. That was like around every two years day. ago. That was two, what, two years ago? Yeah. 21, 20, 2018? Uh, about 19. Yeah. 18, Yeah, 19. golly. So, luckily, uh, I got a GA opportunity at Frank and Pierce University in New Hampshire, Ringe, New Hampshire. So, I was the GA. Um, we only had uh, six guys on the staff. So, I basically ran my own. You know, I was the D-line coach as well. Um, did their first season at D2. And then, uh, you know, I met a young lady out there, uh, got pregnant, uh, COVID hit. You know, I was getting a stipend. <laughs> I was getting a stipend. Well, I want to say $450, $500 a month. I got a kid on the way in New Hampshire, you know, bunked up with three other coaches in a little, you know, apartment in Keene, New Hampshire. And that ain't going to you know, shake. Uh, that ain't going to shake. You know, one thing my father taught me, you know, he just, you know, he passed away uh, recently. Um, but, you know, one thing he taught me is, Family comes first, um, especially when you have a kid in this world. You got you to sacrifice some things, you know what I'm saying? So, like Mo did, I had to put my coaching career on pause, move down to Connecticut, you know, handle business. But, uh, you know, right now I'm currently, you know, in sales, Staples B2B, and then I also coach high school ball on the side. So, that's me right now. You know, my little girl is one years old. Got a nice little fiance. So, we're we moving on. Always trying to find the next opportunity, though, man. Most definitely. Always, that's where I'm always, at right now. Always. That's one thing, man. One thing we learn, man, you can never be complacent. Always better yourself. There's always a way to, to, you know, market yourself better, get out there. You know, and one thing I always preach is that money, there's money on the floor. Go we'll put your name on. Who's to say to stop yeah. you or say that you can't put your name on that money? There's money out there, man. 24 hours in the day. How you going to use it? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, Shoot, so, you know, that's our so just get into we it, bro. Some Florida boys. Yeah. You know, we both some Florida boys, you know, both played Florida high school ball. You know, I would say that's probably the best high school ball in the great nation of, you know, the United States of America. You know, Florida that's high it. school ball. If, we produce if you're from Texas, you're athletes. from Cali, if you're in Georgia. Yeah. Y'all behind us. Hey. You know, take our, we taking the lead. We the best. That's it. I'm sorry. But um, that's it. Yeah. So next thing on topic is our transition from athlete to civilian. You know, like what happened. You know, I would say, I would say my experience with that. I already knew the writing was on the wall. Really, once I tore my my knee up and I had to get like basically a whole new knee. You know, had to. That you want to talk about some rehab, man? Cause I would say I would say my knee rehab was worse. Cause I also too broke my ankle. I broke my ankle also in high school, my tenth grade year. But I would say my knee rehab was probably the worst rehab I ever had by far. And then um, my senior year, I came back 
and then I'm playing, playing, and I end up breaking both of my ring fingers. Um, my right one is still actually broke to this day, if you guys want to see. You know, I opted out of that surgery, you know. But this one, you know, I got two two screws in it. Two screws in it. So, leave, boy. you know, war wounds, man. You know, I ended up breaking both of those my senior year. And I finished out the season because I was like, I'm not. I only had probably about like four or five games left when I really realized that, yeah, you need surgery. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm going to finish off the season. It's all right. I'm, I'm fine. No. Uh, but, yeah, that whole transition, especially that summer, man, trying to find a job. You know, I'm a recent graduate. That's one thing, you know, getting a bachelor's in today's day and age, it's like a high school degree. You know, you, everybody has a bachelor's now. And it's almost getting like that with a master's degree. So it's getting harder and harder but, to market yourself. But I would say that transition, man, just that summer was, it was tough, you know, because I didn't have football. You know, I wasn't a football player anymore. I had to be, you know, had to be me, had to be Stephen Morales, had to be me, you know, just had to market myself. I wasn't didn't have football anymore. So, you no, know, I was blessed to receive a call uh, from the athletic director at the time at Liberty High School. Um, she told me to come interview because they had openings in the classroom and they also needed coaches. So I was like, sure. You know, that's something I know I could do. Um, it'll be cool to go back to your alma mater and coach. You know, everybody dreams of that. No, made it back and shoot, got in and I would have to say my first day of work was very different. You know, it was very different. Like, um, you know, dealing the classes that we that we were in. (laughs) No, I was what twenty two, twenty two, fresh out of college, and we're dealing with, uh. Highly emotional kids, like very high autistic kids, you know, like bless their heart. You know, I love them. Yeah. But yeah, like severely autistic and like they have their moments. They explode. Shoot. I was 22, man. Fresh out of college. Didn't know what I was walking into, but I needed the job. You know, Uh, I learned a lot from that. That's one thing I can say. That job did teach me a lot. Taught me a lot of patience, to be honest with you. Because that's one thing with them kids, man. You learn patience. You learn patience. You try and teach them something every single day. (laughs) You try and teach them something every single day. One quick thing, though, man. Like, so y'all parents, your young parents out here, man, tell your kids to respect them teachers, man. Because them folks don't get paid jack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Parents and teachers, man, they underpaid. You know, it's already a headache when the kids acting up in class. You know, they got to buy their own supplies for the classroom. Please, teach exactly. these kids how to respect That's one teams, profession. Man. That is one profession I have the utmost respect for. They are severely underpaid. No, teachers aren't there to be uh, a babysitter. You know, they're here to teach your kid. And that's another thing. The teacher isn't there to discipline your kid. <laughs> you discipline your kid right. at home. You know, 
Your, your, your child is supposed to know how to act when they go to school. That's that's not the teacher's that's not the teacher's um, responsibility. And that's speaking from being prior to teaching. We was in the education field, so yeah. But yeah, you know, having to learn just how to not be that athlete or that job. But you know, getting into coaching that that keeps you around the sport, keeps you around the love. And the thing is, is we just didn't coach football. We coached many different sports. Um, yeah, when I was at Liberty, I coached basketball and track and field, you know. Uh, coached the shot put and discus. And I also coached um, JV basketball while I was there. So, you know, just have fun with it, man. Just being around sports, it always kept me, it kept me, kept me honed. And it kept me, it gave me, a, it gives me a purpose, to be honest with you, you know. And that was another thing, like, to get back to them kids. That's just it feels good when 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 you know you have an impact on somebody, especially at that at that tender of an age, you know, 16, yeah. 17, 18, that's a that's a big time Critical in these level. kids' life, you know. Critical yeah, time. a lot of them don't have role models and for us to be to be like a big brother role model to them, you know, uh, that how many times have the kid told you, man, like, dang coach. Like, yeah. like, I want to be like you. You'd be like, man, I'm only, I'm only 23, 24. We was only, what, 23, 24 when we was working there when we left? That's why I'm be like, better. yeah. I said, like, be better, man. Man, I'm not that be much. Be better. Yeah, be better than me. Like, like, trust me, I'm still out here trying to learn, trying to get it, but I'm yeah. trying, you know. And today's day and age, these kids, they have a better chance just with technology. Yeah. You know. Twitter. They have all the social medias, like you know. You see how easy it is for these kids to get an offer now, like Twitter. You know Twitter, man. Man, I remember directly hit up a burning my club. DVDs. Yeah, yeah, I remember burning my DVDs trying to send them. Melon. Not even knowing if the coach gonna open my jump. <laughs> yeah, getting stamps, paying postage. I'm not even knowing if they gonna open my jump, man. But I mean, it's cool man. now. Like they could, they could directly. Reach out to, reach out to these, to these coaches and stuff. But yeah, the whole transition, man. That the transition could go so deep, man. Because this, there's emotional ties into that. I mean, like you basically losing the first love of your life. You basically, uh, I mean, you have to break up with your first girl, or your first, you know, if you're a female, your first man, or however you rock, you know, your first love. You know? Yeah. So, you try and find ways to keep that marriage there, but it comes a time where you got to hang it up, you know? Yeah, man. I know I for mean, me. I mean, it's, it's all cool. I still, try, I still try and be around it. You know, fantasy football, but that's about it. <laughs> what about you? Bro? I know for me, man. Uh, man. For me, man, football, shoot. That really opened up my social life, man. Uh you know, being a single parent home, my mom's, you know what I'm saying? You know, she she ain't got she's always working. I'm at the house watching my little brother, so I didn't really have time to, you know, socialize with family like that. So when she signed me up, really the first time I was exposed to friends back in 03, third grade. You know what I'm saying? So shoot, that was the way I made friends. I also was a hothead. So I was allowed to hit people illegally. You know, I got to relieve all my stress, you know, hitting, tackling, without getting in trouble, getting yelled at. So shoot. I fell in love with the sport instantly, man, and I kept on doing it, doing it, and doing it. 
Um, once you get to school, college, and then, you know, after senior year, you know, you try to do the pro days. Uh, unfortunately, I got in a car wreck. You know, I didn't do no major damage to my knee or nothing. It was swollen. You know, I'm trying to run a 40 with a swollen knee or do it a 20-yard shuttle. <laughs> you know, what's the point? You know, I'm going to do a shitty time, and I already disqualified myself. So, you know, once that shit happened, it was a wrap for me. You know, I wasn't going to be no superstar or nothing, but, you know, maybe just get a little tryout would have been a dope experience. But uh, I don't know, man. The transition has been tough for me. Um, so it's been 2018. I got done with school. Um, I always still feel like I got that void, you know. Even though I still coach football, I'm still on the ball some type of way. I feel some type of emptiness, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's really hard to feel it. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I know I'm not the only one that probably feels like that, but it's just an emptiness, that man. First love, man. For real. That first love, that's all it is. And then yeah, sometimes you know, I, I get the craving when I'm watching, you know, I watch games on TV, you know, watching NFL guys rolling. You, you know, there's some guys in the league that, you know, I played against in high school. You see them living the dream, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, when you're younger and you come up from, you know, I said, single parent home, mom's struggling, you know. The goal is make it to the league, you know, feed everybody, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, once that time comes and, you know, your dream doesn't come true, you know, you kind of feel like you you let everybody down. You know, your family kind of look at you different. Oh, you still playing football? You know, you see at the, at the function, you're playing football still? Nah, I graduated. It's a wrap. <laughs> you know, I'm just working right now, trying, trying to find my way. You know what I'm saying? But, like Mo said earlier, man, um, I'm just going to keep on chasing, man. Opportunities out there. Um, you know, stay busy. Like he said earlier, he coaches different. When we was at Liberty, man, we was coaching different sports. I coached uh, girls weightlifting. Um, something about football, being part of sports, man, you were always busy. Um, that's just how it was, especially in college. Always busy, man. So um, one thing that helped me fill the void is just staying busy. Um, work during the day, do my sales. After that, go coach football, high school ball. And after that, be a dad to my daughter. You know, be a good fiance to my, you know, to my, uh, to my, uh, you know, my lady. You know what I'm saying? So, just try to stay busy. You know, always trying to look for the next opportunity. You know, that's why we're doing this podcast with my brother right here, Mo. Man, we're trying to make things happen. Um, yeah, man. So we'll see, man. Transition's always hard, man. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, a lot of people don't talk about it. Um, I know Mo, so you can speak on it too. You know, I got a whole bunch of brothers. You know, some of my dogs from JUCO, guys from high school. You know, you go D1, but shit. You get all that D1 hype. You don't make it to the league. You know, you get a training camp. But at the training camp, you don't make it. You at the crib. Yeah, what? What happens after that? You back at the house. So many, uh, so many questions, you know what I'm saying? So many questions yeah, to answer. Like, what, what's next? What's next? And, uh, you know, so like. What's the next thing? What's next? Exactly. And then you, you go on social media, you know, you kind of check on so-and-so. Uh, you know, Buddy was straight in high school. You know, he signed, he signed here, you know what I'm saying? I wonder what, what he's doing nowadays, you know what I'm saying? And you see him, you know, working at a regular Walmart or just staying at the, at the you know, back, going back home to the hometown. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, yeah. I know Mo went to a small school. Um, I know Mo, Mo went to a small school. I went to a small school, D2 school in Kansas, Washburn. Um I think those uh, institutions yeah, set you up. They set you up to be more successful, you know, after your your sports career. Um, but you go ahead, go ahead, and tell me. Uh, you think that's true? The smaller schools kind of set you up for more success. I believe that's true because I believe that's true because they don't. When you're at the smaller school, you're you're held more accountable. I believe as a student athlete. I mean, like. 
I mean, I have a few kids who, who went to the bigger schools and they tell me about some of the help that they received. You know, like they're, they're giving those personalized tutors or like their teams, they, they, they have the funding for stuff like that. You know, um, my school is a small school in, in the mountains of Kentucky, you know, Pikeville, Kentucky. Um, it's about, I would say about 2,000 students on campus. Maybe 2,500, not that many. So very small schools, you know. Um, but uh, one thing I can say they did, we did have we did have like study sessions and there were tutors available, but for the most part, it was first come, first serve. Like there wasn't a big vast like vast majority of them or like a vast group of them that you could actually like pick from. Or anything like that, or somebody catered directly to you. You know, you didn't have like a a team, somebody like a coach on your team who was specifically for that. You know, like we didn't have that. Um, but one thing I can say about the small schools, you know, you get no smaller classes. Those those professors, they really get to know you. You know, you they get to know you on a deeper level than just a student athlete. They get to know you as a person. Um, and they, they try to highlight you as a person, you know, because those professors know, too, like, man, you're not making <laughs> You know, and that's one thing a lot of people have to realize when they go to these small schools, like, man, you're not making it. You're probably not going to make it to the league. You know, your chance of making it is, is slim to none because you got to think about it. Over half of the D1 guys don't make it, you know, so, like, you got to go D1. I was in AI. So you got to go D1, D1, AA, then D2. Then they looking at NAI. So it's like, man. And then, then you even have some D3s that, that are looked at before D2s. So you, it's, yeah. So, I mean, it's a pecking order, man. I mean, it's just, you got to be real with yourself. And that's one thing I can say, like, those smaller schools, I believe, like, you know, especially for an athlete who might who might get a D1 offer, but you know you're not going to play. You know, go somewhere you're going to play. Go somewhere you're going you're gonna to actually get a chance to play and actually experience being a college athlete, you know. I mean, I got into Florida State, you know, but, man, I know I ain't going to play at Florida State. Man, I know that. So, went somewhere I know I could play, you know. Went up then, started as a freshman, true freshman. So, yeah, I most believe, definitely. yeah, the smaller schools, they do, they do set you up for successful, for more success. Yeah, man. Because, like, just, just the, and then just the, um, the connections you make, you know, the, the, um, the networking that you do. You know, it's just it's just more opportunities. I believe you don't get lost in the sauce. You know, at the big schools, sometimes you're a number. At the small schools, yeah. people know your name. So that's my take on it. Yeah, man, uh, I agree with Mo. Uh, I know when I was in school at Washburn, shoot, I worked. I got a lot of work experience uh, in the off season. Even during the season, I had a job. You know what I'm saying? Those small schools, uh, granted, my school's in a yeah. great conference with D2, uh, MIAA, great conference. Uh, you know, we had a great booster system. Um, you know, I had a lot of scholarship money. My tuition was paid, but 
I got a stipend for living, you know, who still had water bill, you know, power bill, groceries I had to pay for, you know, miles. You know, she's doing her own thing, can't harass her for money like that, so I had to work. So either I was working on campus at a student union, or I was a, I was a bouncer at a strip club, and I had to do what I got to do to pay the bills. And then, uh, that's why I'm great, you know, at a time it was hard. At the time it was hard, but you look back, you know, that stuff teaches you, you know, how the work life is. Even if it was little simple jobs like that. You know, I learned how to fill out a W-4 and fill out a W-2 when it was tax time. Uh, I can't imagine going to D1, you know, there's football, 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 can't work. And then you get done, you don't know how to do a W-2 and file your taxes. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. I really think those, you know, those small institutions, you got to work a little harder. You got to, you know, manage your schedule. You know what I'm saying? You got to manage your schedule a little better. But um, it pays off in the long run. Uh, shoot, man, that, that's just that's just what it is, man. All of us had jobs. <laughs> All of us had jobs, man. Yeah, we gotta start building my resume a little earlier, man. And that's not like we're not trying to take away from anybody who went big time D one. Man, I could just imagine like like being one of them big time D one players, like the time restraints you have and stuff. But what I'm what we trying to get to is that I believe D one that that since they have more, there's more funding, basically more funding. You know, it's it's an easier route. You know, it's that just it's just that much easier. You know? Well, definitely, like uh, and shoot, <laughs> and then I can't imagine being. Let's say, imagine going to Alabama. You you're playing for Nick Saban. Uh, that's pressure, bro. A lot of pressure you got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? You probably yeah. got the media at your school yeah. every week. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's mad at your if you, if, you year, if you don't perform in your your position. Yeah. You don't perform your position, man. You know, I know Nick and them are going to JUCOs or trying to find the next five star. Yeah. They're probably going to go hard in the recruiting trail. Guys are going to lose their jobs, possibly their scholarships. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, the great thing about this show down the line, uh, we'll hopefully have some guys that got D1 experience that could tell their story and how they had to deal with, you know, in the daily life during their athlete career and what they're doing now. Yeah. So, that's a great thing about this show. Hopefully, we'll get some guys on there. Yeah, most definitely, man. I know the small school life, man, it's tough. Shoot, like I said, those days we ain't had groceries. We had to wait for, you know, an away game. On the way home, grab some, you know, get them pizzas for the, for the bus. You got to take something for the week. Yeah. Extra boxes for the week, man. Yeah, for the week. You know what I'm saying? Some. Got to. You know what I'm saying? Calf be closed. Just, and we be like, man. Yeah. Or or sometimes you go to the calf and you know, or you only got one calf on campus. And... The cab will be on that bullshit someday. Some bull jump that day. Yeah, they be on some bull. And you be like, man, I ain't trying to do this, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, it's true. I remember them days like it was yesterday, man. But, shoot, them them, them, them events, they they mold you, though, man. (laughs) Yeah, they mold you. Bro, I'm going to tell you. That's the grind, man. That's the grind. I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick, Mo. I'll tell you a quick story. So when I first transferred to Washburners, my dog, uh, Jalen Durham, we'll get him out here. Uh, boy from Georgia. Uh, he came from my uh, Juco in Arizona. Had another boy named Kingsley, uh, straight from Nigeria. Big dude, uh, Arizona Juco. All of us, uh, you know, we, we signed at the same time, came in mid-year, lived in the same apartment. Bruh, first couple months, grocery shopping at the Dollar Tree. 
Dollar Tree. <laughs> Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree, Mo. Going to the freezer section in the Dollar Tree, eating that craziness, man. Struggling. <laughs> hey, hey, best believe we had when we had some leftover stipend. We went to CC's, five dollars, all you can eat. Hey, you know what too. I'm saying? Hey, too. <laughs> all you hey, can eat, too. bro. Man, we didn't have a CC's. We have a thing up here. It's called um Peking's. It's a Chinese buffet. And for lunch, it's probably like, I want to say about six dollars. Man. Dangerous, talk bro. About we getting a little change. And then going to that, man, that's love right there. You know? Golly. So, so what's it, check it out. What's your opinion, right? So, um, it's positive and negatives, right, when it comes to being a college athlete. I know uh, some of the positives, like I said, you know, you get to play college ball, keep on playing. Um, there wasn't that many negatives for me. I say, yeah. Nah. It's, nah there's some ne- I mean, there's some negatives out there. Being, yeah. I say, I say part of the only negatives that I can see um, is that we we don't get to like experience like a true college game day because we're playing. Yeah, you know, like the whole tailgating scene and all that. Like I've never really experienced that. You know, I always was playing. I love food. You know, I love food. Um, yeah, like love food, man. Come on, man, play O line. You know, we love food. So that's why I'm like. <laughs> that's why I'm like, man, like, yeah, I never got to experience that. Or, I don't know, just because sometimes being a student athlete, I feel like we do miss out on a lot of stuff that happens on campus just because we are busy. So I guess, yeah. like, I'm not going to lie, like, my last semester uh, without football, my last semester of my senior year without football, I man, that was probably the most fun I had in college. You know, just being a, just being a student, you know, going to different yeah. events. Um. But other than that, I would say that's probably the only negative, you know, just man, being an actual student. I, but, man, it's all positive, man. It's all positive, you know. To be honest with you, it's all positive. You, know, you get to travel, you make lifelong friends. You got some road dogs, man, that you meet. You know, everybody, yeah. they had the same mindset as you. They ain't, they not from there. You know, they, they here on a purpose. Everybody on a mission. So, yeah. Most definitely, man. Shoot, I know. Um, I'll say uh, one of the negatives, though. I know that you you probably once I say it, you be like, "Yeah, that's a negative." Your body. Once you're done oh, playing ball, boy, and them oh, shit that oh, shit yeah. catches up to you. Oh my yeah. My knees, injured. My shoulder, ankles hurt. Knees every single day. Shoulders, hands, wrists. I mean, there's times uh, I'll be at practice yeah, with my high school kids. Injured. I throw the ball. And I try to grip the ball. Like, I can't really feel the ball because my hands are so jacked up from playing D-line. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be trying to, yeah. you know, body just, takes to, and my hands just can't feel like I used to. <laughs> so, I say that's that's a yeah, big negative for me. And then, uh, yeah, most definitely. And then, uh, shoot. Really, I want to say another negative I could have been is probably uh, in some classes when I was younger. Uh, I suffered in because I didn't just. I cared about football. I don't give a fuck about class. I didn't know the system. You know what I'm saying? No one taught me, y'all, oh, school, school, school. 
it depends on the, on, the, on you know on the program you play for. Uh, you know, I went to Minot State. They, they, they transitioned from NIA, NAIA to D two. I was there for the D two year. So them guys are just you know practice, practice, practice. You know, but they can bring guys you know a whole bunch. Yeah, just you know go to class in front of practice. Don't worry about you know study hall and none of that stuff. So probably a negative was I wasn't you know depending on where you land at. You know, especially for you young guys, find a staff that cares about your grades, bro. Don't leave school without a goddamn degree. Yeah. Even though it's hard to get a job with a degree, get the damn degree. You there? You doing the work? Finish the yeah. damn class. If you if you blessed enough to go to the league. Take your ass back in the offseason. Get your goddamn degree. Shit. Get your degree. Bro. That's a negative, though, man. Just find, you know, find a bright culture staff that cares about the whole college experience. That would say, hey, go to class. You know, if you don't go to class, you don't get your credits, your ass is not going to play. You know, I, you know I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I feel like, you know, as a freshman, they would have told me, because, like, shit, I was the first one in my family to go play college ball. You know what I'm saying? My, my people from the islands, they don't, they don't do that shit. They don't do that shit. So I don't know. I don't know how the system works. You know what I'm saying? In high school, I'll just go on. I don't know how that shit works. That eligibility shit works. You know what I'm saying? So if you know, go to a staff that wants to take care of you. Make sure you succeed academically as well as athletically. So that's, that could possibly be a negative. You know, I experienced that my first year of school. And you know, them guys didn't preach. You know, go to class. Go to class. They say go to practice. You know, just do what you gotta do in class. Then set you over the tutor and nothing. You know, I had, to, I had to work my way back in Juco to get my grades up. You know what I'm saying? Shit was a grind, you know. I don't wish no yeah, I don't wish that on nobody. Road, man. Yeah, Real, bro. Like I said, I got I got a newfound ah. Once I once I went to the JUCO level coach, I have a newfound respect for you guys. Newfound respect. Anybody that went to JUCO, played JUCO, or even coached JUCO, you know, newfound respect for you. Check it out. So I'm gonna tell you a quick story. So every every Fort Scott, well, I don't know about now, but when I was at Fort Scott Community College in Fort Scott, Kansas, I guarantee you, if you ask Levante David, he on the Buccaneers now. I never met him. You know what I'm saying? JPP, they older than me. They had the goddamn seven mile run to the lake. If we did anything crazy at practice, I know at the time. They had Coach Sims. You know, you probably see him on last chance. He was beefing with the other the coach from Indy. That's Coach Sims. He was the head coach there. He took them to the Natty. They lost to Cam Newton. But um, I had their uh, O-line coach, O.C., as my head coach, Coach Horton. I'm talking about if you didn't wear white socks at practice, if you're wearing jewelry during practice, take your ass to the lake. And what that meant was, we in full, and at one time we didn't full pads, cleats on everything. We jogging on the gravel road. Is a lake. There and back seven miles from the school to the lake. So we jogging while the coaches in their trucks and they, you know, in their cars driving with us, making sure we run. If we don't run, he said, Hey, you don't run. I'm going to check your ass at the airport. You can go home or you can find your way back. Facts. True. True story. True story. It's crazy, man. True story, bro. You can ask any of them boys, they'll tell you. They tell you, boys, and then Juco. I learned a lot. I grew up a lot in Juco. That's for damn sure. You want to talk about molding, how college football molded me? Boy, after that Minot stint and I went to Fort Scott, I learned how to get up early on time, learn how to go to class, learn, this. learn how to be grown. Exactly. And one, you want to hear why? One day I missed class, right? 
So check it out. My D-line coach calls me out of class. He calls out a whole, all, the, all the people that miss class that we right? We go to the office in Juco. When you get called to the office, you think, like, oh, shit, is there, you know, this is a college scout want to talk to me? We all hype. All right, right, right. We in there, right? <laughs> middle, middle of the day, they call me out of class. I see, like, 10 other guys in the, in the coach's office. I'm like, hey, what's going on, bro? Coach, uh, coach Johnson at the time, he's, at a, he's, a little, he's a head coach at a, in, in the Texas high school. Forgot the high school name. Great dude. Played in, uh, at KU, D-Lyman, when they won the Orange Bowl in 07, I believe. He said, oh, you missed class, so go to the field. We're like, oh, hell no. I'm talking about we doing up, down, sprints, bear crawling 200, 400 yards when I'm supposed to be in class. He said, hey, if you're going to miss class, we're going we're gonna to do something with it. But ever since then, <laughs> changed my life. Never, never again miss class. class. Never again. Yeah, I ain't. So how, how the Pikeville, how, so how the program at Pikeville mold you, you know, what kind of habits you still keep with you? Like I said, I still, I get up early every day, and I'm a morning guy now just because my college career, yeah, Fort yeah. Scott and Washburn is getting up early um, every day. One way I could say, you know, just being in, being in, in uh, U-Pikes football program, how it molded me, and I'm up every day. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm up at five. I get up. Um, because we we had practice, we had full blown practice at five thirty in the morning. So doing that for four years, man. That yeah, you talk about wake up going to hit somebody five thirty in the morning. That does something to you. So I mean, like even to this day, I wake up five o'clock. You no, know, take it for granted. I won't get out to bed or I'll go back to sleep. But I'm up. I check my phone. You know, it's just. It's it's a it's an internal clock now, you know. And sometimes I still have PTSD, you know, waking up. Oh, I'm late. Nah, I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Having to wake up late. Oh, for real, for real. If you have, if you ever, yeah, if you were part like, if you were an athlete any time in life, I think I still got homework due. I still think I have homework due, bro. From time I'm like, bro, yeah. do I got something to do, bro. Yeah, do I got to log in and. I'm like to this day. Nah, I don't have nothing to do. You be like, yeah, it's just PTSD. Deadline, time. You know, I I really? look at my phone. I still have like, like alarms from when, like, like just different alarms. I used to have alarms for meetings and stuff like that. I remember in college, man, those those ten minute naps after class, that was that was love. That's one thing, man. Yeah. Sports teaches you how to budget your time. You're gonna learn how to budget your time. You know, yeah. if you can squeeze in a ten minute nap, you're gonna squeeze that ten minute nap in there. You know. Um, sure. you know how much time you need to do your homework, because uh, you have to go. You have to go to a weight session, you know, or, or or you have meetings with your with your coach, or you have to go to the training room because you're injured and you're on the list. And if you don't make the list, you if you don't go and check in with the trainer, you're in trouble. Like, yeah, so it holds you accountable, makes you accountable, makes you responsible for watching time. You know, uh, that's one one thing I I grasp is that you have twenty four hours in a day. You know, you how you gonna how you gonna how you gonna spend it? Are you gonna get better or are you just gonna be complacent? Yeah. So that's one thing. You know, it helped me yeah, with my time management. Yeah, what about you? Shoot, that, like I said, like, like PTSD, that's real. 
Shoot, at Washburn, man, like uh, we practice in the in the evenings. Uh, in the mornings, we had our meetings. We had, we had our meetings in the morning, our weightless sessions in the morning, during season, and then we had our practices in the evening. So, like I said, uh, you know, I had to do a mandatory study hall, uh, especially when I transferred in, you know, the first semester you got to do mandatory study hall. Uh, but thanks to my time at Fort Scott, you know, I was on my P's and Q's when it came to class. So I got off that list, you know, made sure to get my work done because I wanted, you know, try to make mama proud, give me a degree. Um, shoot. So I always got up early. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know one day we had, so check this out, check this story out. So one day uh, for one class, I was late to weightlifting because my class, I was off campus that day. So me not telling the head train coach that I was going to be late, right? That counted as an absence. So they woke me up in the morning, like five in the morning, like me and five other guys, my dog, Coach Ike, you know, God bless his soul. My crazy man. He's good, he's good, good people. He's still around, you know what I'm saying? Had us doing some craziness upstairs in the in the in the basketball gym. Running up and down, <laughs> bear crawls, you know, the whole the whole nine yards, you know what I'm saying? So communication, you know, learn communication skills, uh, you know, talk to your professors, get the, you know, get their schedule. Hey, you know. If you have a class off campus, you know, communicate that to your your coaches. You know what I'm saying? Communicate that. Hey, you know, hey, uh, so, uh, coach so and so. You know, I got a class on Thursday. I'll be off campus. Might be late. Let him know. All right. Don't be late for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be last minute with it because guess yeah. what? You know, they're gonna write you absent. Boom. You you paying the consequences, right? So just be be aware, be respectful of people's time, and just be just be early with stuff. That's, that's what I learned. That's how it molded me. I still do to this day, you know, uh, if I got to fill out paperwork for work or, you know, if I got a new job and I got to do, you know, a drug test or anything like that, I try to get all that stuff done as soon as possible, get to the people early, so I have no consequences later down the road if I do it late and last minute. Shoot, man, I'm blessed. Like I said, I'm blessed. I got good habits. Um, a lot of people tell me, hey, man, shoot, you kind of mature for your age. Yeah. I had to learn the hard way. Shoot. Exactly. Yeah. Run around, shoot. They, they ran my ass. Quick. Shoot. That's, that's, that's what they tell people. I'm like, man, yeah, playing athletic, playing college athletics, man, you're going to grow up quick. You know, you're going to grow up quick. They don't get you out that, out that babiness because you, you, you are in control of your destiny. You know, ain't nobody here to hold your hand. Yeah. How good do you want to be? No. Yeah, no. So... Yeah, for real. And you, like, you got also think about it. Be, 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 like, yeah. Go ahead. And you got to think about it. People forget, right? Uh, people forget. Like me, and you know this, right? We was in the coaching industry in college. Those guys—that's their job. That's your livelihoods, right? So if they're not yeah. on your ass and you're not producing on the field, you taking away. You probably shoot. You you losing games because of you. You take the money out, they bread possibly. They can get fired and chew. They done. They can't yeah. provide for their family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when they say college football is a business, that is a business. Taking food out. It is a business. Exactly. Exactly. Taking food out. They babies, mom. You know? So, them folks, they got to, they got to, they got to produce. You know, a lot of people, they, they be like, oh, college yeah. coaches, they, they too cutthroat. No, that recently people was um people saying that uh, the Oregon head coach was too hard on his player. Nah, he just holding him accountable, man. No, he's holding him accountable. He, you can even see the respect from the player. He said, "Yes, sir," and kept it moving. You no, know? 
No, Oregon ended up. They they dropped. They won that game, but they ended up dropping the ball this week. You know, they done lost to Stanford. But that that's typical, yeah. man. It, it teaches you respect, you know. Because in this world, if you don't have respect. I mean, you gotta have respect to get it. You know, so you gotta be able to give it. So. Well, definitely, man. And shoot, like thing, you said, you know, football's an intense game, right. man. The culture has always been. They always been unorthodox, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I was watching the yeah. I Am Athlete podcast. It's a high intensity what, game. what human beings ran into each other? You know, like who? We ain't supposed to be, you know, banging heads, and that's not natural. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when when people when parents lose their mind, you know, I understand. Yeah. Knocking people out, you know what I'm saying? But I understand. The only thing, you know, I, I understand. If a coach puts his hands on you, trying to you know, act a fool. That's a different whole story. But coaches just yelling at you, yeah, trying yeah, to correct you, different. trying to correct your actions, that's different. Yeah. And that's, that's what the Oregon coach yeah. did, right? Coach uh, Cristobal, he yeah. was just correcting. He wasn't putting no hands on him or nothing. So I don't know why people even, tripping on that. Didn't touch him or anything. Man, people saw Yeah, man. Him. I understand, you know, like, uh, what's the Trent Dilford, the high school coach? Like, he was pushing the one kid. You saw that video? You saw it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a little different. So that's a little different. That's a little different. You know, if he did the crystal ball, just correcting him, hey, bro, you can't be doing that. Go sit down and just let him let him do his thing. But if the player charges at you, then bet, do you handle your business. But uh, you don't got to yeah, touch yeah, him and push yeah. him all the way to the bench. You, gotta, you know what I'm saying? You got to go home. It's a little different. It's a little touchy. Yeah. 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 A little touchy, you know what I'm saying? It is but what it is. Other than that, man, like I said, football is a different culture. It's unorthodox, you know what I'm saying? Contact sport. It's always no shooting. Damn, we damn gladiators high out there, man. It's war. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. High emotional Shoot. sport. So the emotions always going to run high. So. Most definitely. Most people definitely. People just got to, man, enjoy the game, man. You know, no harm came to the kid. You know. Really? No harm came to the player. So just let, let it go. But. That's all. Every, that's how everybody is yeah. nowadays, man. They always got an opinion on something. They always got an opinion on something, but yet they yeah. they don't like to look in, in the mirror. You know, it's all right. Exactly. Yeah, ignorance be bliss. And then shoot, it's just be ignorant. And you got you got to be there. You know, you don't understand the work them folks put in. Um, all yeah. the hours they put in, like not, especially back in the day before COVID, you're not, you're the not, Zoom yeah. meetings and all that. Exactly. Yeah. This time, bro. A lot of time is being put put forth, you know what I'm saying? But well, you know, I saw a little special uh check in. I was back in Florida this past weekend. I was watching the news, ESPN. You seen uh what's it called? I guess the old girls Florida coach, the basketball coach. Uh what about him? I guess I forgot his name, but uh, that man was like cussing. You know, he was cussing at the females, calling them stupid, doing all this, you know, just recklessness. You know, just just basically disrespect. You know what I'm saying? You're not correcting. It's like you stupid. Go sit down. You should be playing basketball. Making girls like girls, you know, that were dressing in baggy clothes, making them change, all that type of stuff. Just bringing a whole bunch of mental abuse. That's a whole different story right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, I understand being intense when you're correcting and try to improve a player's performance, and nothing wrong with that. 
I'm, I'm with that. I'm that type of coach. I'm an intense coach, but I correct. If you're there disrespecting, oh, you're stupid. Go sit down. You, know, yeah, you shouldn't correct. be here. That's not correct, and you're not teaching. You. Uh, one thing, uh, as a coach, you're a teacher, right? Exactly. You're a teacher. If you ain't teaching, then shoot, you ain't coaching. You're abusing if you're just talking, it's just wild to these folks, you know what I'm saying? They're young, they're, trying, they're still developing, you know, still trying to find their way in the world, especially in college. And then, shoot, you keep on, you disrespect them like that, then how do you think that's going to affect their development? You know what I'm saying? Crazy, man. But, shoot, you know, we'll talk, we're going, to, we're going to this more another time, man. How the them bucks doing? Man, we losing right now. <laughs> nah. We lose. Who y'all, who y'all losing to? Right now. Oh, Patriots. No, oh. Bill Belichick. He he got our number right now. It's seven to three right now. Uh it's the second quarter. You think Tom? Five fifty one left. You think Tom gonna bring it back? Tom's gonna pull it out. Tom's gonna pull it out. Come on, man. It's his first time back at the last stadium. This is the only stadium he has not won in as a as a um how you call it? As an opponent. So Come on, man. He got to do it. Right now, he's... Yeah, dance home. Huh? What's his stats? And I'm going to say... No touchdowns. He only has like 113 yards right now. So I know Gronk hurt too. Broken ribs, right? Fractured ribs, something like that. Yeah, Gronk's out. Gronk's out for a few, man. It's not looking good. <laughs> not looking good. But no, I think the Bucks will pull it out again. You know, I'm a huge Bucks fan. Been a Bucks fan. Yeah. Ain't ain't jumping on no Tom Brady train. You know, been a Bucks fan. Uh shoot, I was there when when we had Jeff Garcia and all them boys. I remember when we won the, the, the first Super Bowl with Brad Johnson as the quarterback. You know what I mean? That boy said Jeff Garcia, boy. God. Yeah, Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I was there for them rough times, you know. But um, boy Warren Sapp, boy Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber, Shelton Coors, uh, Simeon Rice, shoot, Michael Pittman, Mike Allstar. You know you got to bring up Mike Allstar. Uh, we had Keyshawn Johnson back then. Man, we was good. So you go forget Joe John Galloway. Did you get John Lynch? Lynch? You know, yeah. Hey, he should have been one of the top ones. I ain't gonna forget him. Oh man, top one. That defense, that defense is straight up Hall of Famers, man. Come on, man. I named a, I named a few of them already. But John Lynch did slip my mind. That's on me. That's on me. That's my bad. We had a great John Lynch, man. We y'all beat my Eagles good at that Super Bowl. I remember that. (laughs) Yep, we played y'all in the NFC Championship. Yep, golly. Sorry, y'all Eagles, I finally got y'all one, but shoot, y'all got some, y'all got some stuff to answer this season, man. Man, Jalen uh, the one. I think he's great, great leadership. I love, I love his personality. Um, talented player, can scramble around. Uh, shoot, he's actually, he actually throws a nice deep ball, right? And once he sets his feet and actually gets it out there, he, you know, it's a nice, nice air under it. It's accurate. I think. You gotta you gotta set him up for success. He's not a guy who's supposed yeah. to be throwing fifty times a game. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get the run game going, RPOs, read option, 
quick pass, quick game. You know, when we throw a deep ball here and there, we can't be like Peyton Man and Tom Brady throwing 50 times a game. And that's what that's what it's been the past two weeks against the Cowboys and then against Kansas City. He did a great job. He had a great bounce back game today. Uh, we couldn't bring the W in. Um, being an Eagles fan, there's a I know we hopefully we'll have three first round picks next year, but uh, we need to adjust some damn linebackers. They've been sleeping on linebackers the past five, six years. We haven't had a solid linebacker since uh, we won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And that's something they've been neglecting. And, you know, being me, being. Them Bucks, them Bucks need to get a running back, man. We have no running game. Yeah, it is. Everybody want to talk about Like, Little Fournette, he's an old school back. Fournette ain't the same. He's not the same, man. He's not the same. Not the same Lenny from. Nah. from from LSU. I mean, we seen it in Jacksonville. I mean, yeah, playoff time last year, yeah, he turned up. I love it. But, I mean, regular season, he's not the same guy. I mean, it is what it is, but much respect to him, but he don't, he don't, he don't perform the same. No, not, not the same as in LSU. You know, take for granted, it is the NFL, but dang, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, Dang. So, yeah, the Bucks need a running game. Yeah, man, shoot, love. That's the only thing we're missing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I feel like you guys need a pass catcher back there. Definitely need a guy like uh, Buddy from uh, Kansas City, Edwards Hallier. He would be pretty like a guy like that that could be versatile out the backfield and run the ball off the middle. That'd be a great, great addition to your offense. That's already boosted with my dog AB. You know, Florida boy AB crazy, but he he be doing his thing. You got Mike Evans, crazy. Good. Boy, Godwin, that's how you say his name. Goodwin Godwin. You got a uh, good old Gronk, crazy, crazy, the crazy Polish dude. Yeah, Chris Godwin. Man, I, you know, like I said, me be just being a realist. You know, what I'm saying uh, if you guys just keep it together, stay consistent, man, you could probably make another run at it. Uh, Green Bay is not what they were. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to get out of there, so he's just doing his time. He's just doing his time. Uh, San Fran, they're not there yet. They're, they're a couple pieces away. His bed is up. You got you got the Sherman Worm. I'm happy he got signed, man. Uh, his situation is obviously was unfortunate. Uh, we don't know the whole story. Uh, you know, only him and that family know the whole story. Uh, I wish no negative on him. I, I'm a big fan of Sherm. He's really entertaining to watch, especially when he's back on uh, Seattle. Yeah, man. Like, uh, like you said, yeah, man. A lot of people, now. you know, with a, with a cancel culture. Yeah, all the people with a cancel culture and all that stuff. Uh, man, they quit their job. You know, hurt someone's name. You know what I'm saying? We, at the end of the day, these people are human beings, man. Like, they like me. They breathe like me and you. They pay bills like me and you. You know, they have bad days and good days like me and you, right? Exactly. Like, who who are we to judge? People just quick to do it. They, yeah, who are we to judge? But that's just that's society. Tough, man. Uh, Everybody has an opinion, and they think their opinion is the one that really matters. It's like, dang, man, mind your business. Yeah, man. <laughs> mind your own. You know, make sure your own straight. Really? Yeah. And shoot, unfortunately, man, it's, it's, we're coming to the end of the first episode. For sure. Shoot, yeah, we're, we're coming to the end of that first episode, that man. First uh, you no know, first episode. That's just a sneak um, peek, man. You know, we some. Go ahead, go ahead. Say, say your stuff, man. Go ahead. I was about to say, shoot, y'all just you know 
Y'all got something, you got an idea or anything, y'all want to comment or something that we might have touched on today, uh, y'all, y'all drop it in the comments. You know, we here, we here to talk. You know, we, we talk from the heart. You know, just speaking, some regular guys, you know, that played college ball, didn't make it. You know, we're speaking on everything. You know, y'all got anything you want to talk about or you got a question about anything we might have spoke of on this first episode or you want to be a part of it. You know, shoot us, shoot us an email, you no know, link, link in the bio, drop comments, you know, subscribe, tell your friends about us, tell your peoples about us. We here, you know, this is the first episode. We're going to grow, you know, we know this is the first one. It might be Rocky. This is the first one. We here. Yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> they thought, they, they thought we was yeah. playing, but now, bro, we here. We here. This it. Most we definitely. doing it. We're going to grow. We're going to get better. Y'all gonna grow with us. As much as our subscribers grow, that's how we trying to grow. So like I said, y'all interact with us, we'll interact back. You know, we're just some two stand-up guys out here speaking the truth. Trying to keep it a buck with y'all, man. Like, shoot, like Mo said, we here, you know, we're here to stay, man. We're gonna be consistent with it. We're trying to build, man. You guys are gonna help us build, you know, subscribe. Uh, links are all in the bios, man. Uh, we're going to be, you know, putting out a lot of advertisements here soon. Uh, like I said, man, you know, we're, we're some former athletes, man, but we're going to talk about... Pointers. Yeah. Yeah, talk, you know, talk yeah, your shit in the comments, man. We'll try to you will try to adjust, you know what I'm saying? Talk your shit. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? We, we good. We, we can handle it. You know, we're former athletes. Love it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, see, one more time, uh, we appreciate your time. Um, you know, we're athletes. We talked a lot of sports today, but down the line, we'll start talking about, you know, we're brought in the subject a little bit more. Um, we want to get into council culture today, you know, time is time. We don't got it. Um, but we'll definitely talk about that next time, next session, man. We got a lot of stuff in store, man. A lot of good stuff. We'll have guests on this show, man. It's going to be a great experience, man. We'll great first episode. You no, know, we both, we'll talk all relationships. We both all have that. beautiful fiancés, you know, planning weddings and stuff. All that. You know, Wedding, making, that, making that transition from the single life to to the married life, you know that's a whole different topic. Maybe somebody wanna all that wanna comment on that. Y'all could comment on that, and we, we bringing it all. We speaking about everything. So it's been all love, that. y'all. We all appreciate that, y'all. Run the views up. You know, listen to us. Just give us a listen. All right. All right, man. We out of here, man. And it's your boy O. And this is your boy Mo. You've been listening to the Head to Head Podcast, man. Episode one. Stay tuned for more. More to come. I appreciate your time, man. God bless. See y'all next week. Those for sure, for sure.